now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and I've been filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. Get ready for a season of blessing again today in Jesus' name. Amen. I said a season of blessing has come upon you again today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we're talking about the release of God's provisions, and abundant provisions is your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. The word will enter your heart. Amen. It will give you light, amen. direction. Amen. I'm excited about this these days. Healing. Amen. Any kind of healing, get ready for it. And you will receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. Terminal cancer, with him, nothing shall be impossible. HIV, with him, nothing shall be impossible. This one was born blind. With him, nothing shall be impossible. All right, the Lord is good. All right, let's quickly get into, we're going to pray again today, like we've been doing for a few days in this um, Provision of God series. It was not supposed to be a long series. I thought we'd just do it once, but it's getting sweeter. Amen? So we're going to continue looking at it. So today I want us to start from the book of Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54. What I want us to read is... um, Okay, let's just read Isaiah chapter 54. We'll take a number of verses, but before we read it, let me just remind us of what we are saying. All God's provisions are where? They are where? In His promises. All God's provisions are in His promises. So if you need money, where do you go to? The promises, the Word of God. If you need healing, where do you go to? The promises, the Word of God. If you need salvation from anything, deliverance from anything, where do you go to? The Word of God. That is, that's where you get it from. Like I said earlier, prayer is nothing unless it is stimulated by the word. What we do in prayer is to say to God, do this in my life. That's the meaning of thy will be done on earth as it is written in heaven. When we say to God, let thy will be done, I want us to be reminded of this. Please, it does not mean anything you like do. Sometimes it might mean that. But when Jesus said, pray like this, thy will be done. He was not saying, you just say to God, see this Nigeria, anything you like, do. I hope you are getting my point. No, that's not the meaning of that will be done. That will be done simply means there is a will. Okay, let me tell you how, how it is. Let us assume as an example that um, I, I bought, okay, good, I bought something, a house, a car, a, a piece of um, material, whatever it is, and I have the receipt. And I go to a, then I, okay, assuming now I bought it from, um, um, who do I say? Give me an example now. Okay, I bought from Pastor Kemote, all right? I paid him 
800 naira. He did to collect it. He refuses to release it. I hope I get my point. Whatever it is. So I now drag him to court. Now listen to what I'm saying carefully. I w- I'm not saying to the judge that I will be done. Anything you like, do. What I'm saying is that look at my proof. This is a receipt to be collected on Tuesday. Uh, today, you understand? To August, sometime in August 2020. To be collected today. The man has refused to release it. So what do I say to him? Listen to this. Thy will be done. What is his will? Proof of evidence. The receipt. Or let us assume, okay, let me put it like this. Uh, let me say something more appropriate. So I, 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 I pre- present the evidence before the judge, and he rules that the man should carry the thing by himself and come and drop it in my house. Two days later, I've not seen the stuff. And I'll go back to the court. Listen to this, and I'll say to the judge, what? Thy will be done. Two days ago, you ruled that this stuff is mine, and I should bring it to my house. All right? Today is the third day. All right? Okay, so you ruled I should bring it in two days. Now, this is the third day. He hasn't brought it. I have come back to you to say what? Thy will be done. I've not come to the judge. Anything you like, do. No. What I'm saying is that that which you have written, let's get back to judge uh, to God now, that which you have declared, that which you have spoken, do it. It is not as if, you know, with this that will be done sometimes is a resignation statement that we don't know what is going on, anything that wants to happen, you know, let it happen. Are you getting my point? But that was not what Jesus, I said sometimes that you, you, you have that attitude, okay? And there's a, there's a point of prayer in which we do that. But when Jesus said that it will be done on earth, he wasn't saying that. What he was saying is that first, you will know the will and go to him and present the will to him. I hope you are getting my point. And say to him, this thing that you have said, do it. You know, the more I read the Bible, New Testament, now both the words of the Lord Jesus and then the, that, those of the apostles and prophets that wrote, you know, the, the, the um, Peters, the Pauls, the Judes, and then the Jameses and uh, people like that, and Johns. When I read those things, the more I read, the more I actually find clear-cut scriptural references from the law and the prophets. Clear, some things Jesus will say, which you will think they are new. You will find that David already said it for him. David made those um, statements on his behalf long before then. Now, why am I talking about it? You go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And you will see, revive me how? The prayer that he will pray. Revive me how? According to thy word. He will say, according to the promise made to thy servant. That was what Jesus was referring to when he said, pray like this, thy will be done. It was not a statement of resignation. It was a statement of, there is something you have spoken. Do it. I'm saying, I am ready for it. I'm saying, do what you have said. I believe it is time. You have provoked desire in me. Things around have caused me to look in that direction. Maybe hunger, that's not by things around, as an example. I say, I'm hungry. God's provisions are where? In his promises. So I go to his word. I say, what did he say about hunger? He says, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not lack. I will now say, revive me 
according to your word. That is the meaning of thy will be done. Do you get my point? Sometimes when we are praying, if I, uh, one of our brothers likes to pray like that, Thor Reverend, he uses that a lot. And what, that's what he's saying. If you don't understand, you say that he, so, Lord, I'm going to go for seminar when he's late in prayer. He says, okay, concerning this, thy will be done. He wasn't saying anything you like do. He was saying, we have come to Portugal to preach. The will of God will be done. What was he saying? You will have understanding. This city will be filled with the knowledge of God as the water covers the sea. That is, it will repel evil concerning the advance of the gospel. Thy will be done. Why? You have said of, of, this, um, of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. Thy will be done. I hope you are getting my point. That is the meaning of the will of God be done. The will of God is not, oh Lord, oh. we don't know. Anything you like, do anything happens is thy will. We, we, we resign to the will. That's not the meaning of that scripture. So what, what, what was Jesus saying in effect? What the Lord was saying is that when you are coming to prayer, be armed with the knowledge of what? His will. You know, I said it last time. Let me say it again. As a Christian, studying the scripture is not a habit. I mean, like, it's a Christian habit. Christians are supposed to read their Bible. Have you, gone out to, have you read the Bible this morning? No. And you went out? No, now go back inside and go and read it. Before you travel, you read the Bible so that you create protection by, you know, like an amulet. No, that's not how the Bible is. The Bible for us is a compilation of the promises of God. And with those promises, we wage war. I hope you're getting my point. With the promises, we do what? We wage war. So, reading your scriptures is like loading. Have you seen um, soldiers? When they are in their barracks, they are planning to go out. You know, you see that thing that's sticking out from under the gun. If it's an AK-47, it tends to be curved. For some, it's long and straight. Okay? Now, it doesn't... I hope you know that's not bullet hole. What is it? It's a bullet holder. <laughs> that is your quiver. That's in under there. It's what the Bible calls quiver. Blessed is a man whose quiver is full. Now, they didn't call it quiver directly, but when they were using arrows, bows and arrows, that's how you kept your arrows. So, when you use an AK-47, you have it, it takes like 33. So, you see them, if you see those guys, really, they bind three together. So, they have exactly 100 rounds. 33 in each one. They are one inside the chamber. So, that, that pack of three contains how many? 99. They are one in the chamber. So, they start with 100 rounds. Now, this is where I'm going. When you see them in the morning, before they go out, they don't issue them. They just issue the bullet. So they start loading it one by one. They start sticking it in. They think, you know, as you push it in, it goes down. It has a spring-loaded mechanism. So you keep loading it, loading it. You load, you load, you load. Make sure you have your 99 complete. And when you are shooting, you start estimating when it will finish because it's not the one you see in film. The guy will shoot, shoot, nothing again. And now put up his hand. The other guy will throw down his... Uh, own gun. You're not turning to Gushi Gusha. You know, say, that one a movie. That one is what? Movie. In real life, as you are shooting, you are doing a mental count. As long as you fire one, doesn't go. They pull it up. Bam, turn it around. Go back again. Why am I talking about it? They methodically load it properly. Your life could depend on that thing at a point in time. 
you will squeeze everything. You want, they put it in 99. They open the chamber, use hand to put one in. Close it. So what are you talking about? That is why we read our Bible. It's our loading season. Do you get my point? We get more bullets to fight. So it's not about, have you read the Bible? If you read it enough, you know, if your bullets, if your cartridge is full, fine. You're not doing anybody a favor having the knowledge of God's promises. You know the one that says, if I step out of the house now, my mother will ask whether I've read my Bible. You know, those is when we were young. We used to play my father a trick. My father used to insist that if you read, you people play too much. Of course, is there any father that has never said his children play too much? Is there anyone? All children play too much, amen? And it's the duty of the father to keep on reminding them that you play too much. So my father used to insist that we play too much. So sometimes my friends will come and like, thank you, let's go somewhere now. And my father is sitting in the sitting room. We have to pass him to God. So there was a trick. He also used to insist that you should read novels, read books. I said, there's no way, my friend. I said, yeah, what about book? Let's find one book there. You find the book, you hold it. They will not throw to where you're sitting. Make sure, make sure you can see the book. <laughs> so in his mind, you're a serious person. And I said, ah, me and my friend, we just want to go down. We want to see the other guy then. From there, we want to go and play, you know, small. Once he takes a glance, most of the time he's dozing every in the afternoon, he's just taking a nap on the chair. He looks into your hand, he sees the book. He says, you can go. That's not to come out of the door, you drop the book somewhere, ask somebody to help you take it back inside. <laughs> the book, I mean, I didn't promise him I'll take the book out. I just used, I just, don't, I, <laughs> we used to do that. As soon as you leave the house, you'll find a good place to drop it. Tell someone to help you take it in through the back. Drop it, then you're free. Some of us think that's what scripture reading is for us. Impress the pastor. When I was on campus those days, as young uh, members of the fellowship, if you want to go and see one of our senior brothers those days, I remember Pastor E, if you want to go and see him, we tell you that you should come and visit him and say, okay, before you go, the last thing you do is read the Bible. I don't know whether you ever went through that. Uh, this is okay. If last, the last thing you do is listen to a message or watch. Those days we, do, we didn't have things like this. Now you read the scripture. Why? When you enter his room, he will say, what is the Lord saying to you? <laughs> he will ask. He will ask you, what did you read today? So you will sit down. And many times has happened. I will leave my room. I will get to one of my friend's room, Chooks, get to his room. Sit down, read the Bible a number of times. And I really can't get anything. So I abandon the visit. I can't face broad to say the Lord didn't say anything or he didn't get anything from scripture. Now, what am I saying? That's the wrong reason. It's the wrong reason to study. I'm trying to use it to impress somebody who I want to visit. No. Why do we study? Because that is loading our what? Cartridges. We are loading our cartridges with bullets. We are putting it one by one. We have opened the revolver's chambers. We are putting it one by one. The more we can put in, the spiritual one good enough, it doesn't have a limit, 33. No. The more you can put in, the more it can take. So we read it because we need it to do warfare. Paul wrote to Timothy, told him to take those prophecies and use them to wage war. Spiritual warfare is the uttering force of 
divine counsel. Not just any words. It has to be the word of God. That the way you want to shoot the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. When you put the word of God on your lips, you speak that out, okay? You speak those words out. That is when you are shooting, spiritually speaking. That's why we study scriptures. So we have what to use in prayer. So when we come to God, two things I've said now. One, what is the will of God? It is that which God has declared. So when we say that it will be done, we have something to say, oh, Lord, you said this. Do it. That is, the, what, that is what he calls prayer. Remember Daniel. Daniel found in the writings of Jeremiah when God, that is the time that God had allotted for deliverance for Israel out of Babylon. So he took that to God in prayer. And in summary, said to him, thy will be done. I hope you're getting the point. That's what he was saying. Thy will be done. So for us to be able to pray thy will be done like Jesus taught us, we have to have a knowledge of what? The will. It's not a, when we go to prayer, it's not, Lord, concerning my health, thy will be done. No. I seem like, if you want me to die, I shall die. If you don't want me to die, I shall live. Anytime, whether I die, whether I live, now your hand I die. Sounds very righteous, right? But that's not what he was saying. Arm yourself with what he said. So you go to like, like David. I shall live. I shall not die. Even though I feel sick, I will say, I will live and not die. A time may come when God will say, the time for your departure has drawn near. Then you write to Timothy. I say, I'm no longer declaring I shall live and not die. I have finished my course. Are you getting my point? Uh-huh. I have run the race. Like, um, is it the Epman? What's the name? Theodore Epp, right? Yes. He said, I've preached every message I'm supposed to preach. I don't think I have any other thing left for me to do. So I can say like Paul, and he quoted that scripture. The following week, he said, the man went to hospital for a checkup. Something went wrong. Something happened. Anyway, he was dead in a week. I think less. I read the story, so I think less than a week. He preached this on Saturday. I think either that Monday or sometime during the week, he died. I mean, I like that one. We're not going to live forever. On the earth, I mean. There's no point pretending. No matter how much, I don't care the kind of house you have. Or the kind of cars, like one man. Those are some men that God has blessed. You keep cars there. Say, this one, I'm going to drive it when my daughter is getting married. There's one man of God, those is in Lagos. Very, very rich man, he's a businessman, also a preacher. The one man of God in Enugu here, one day I went for a program where he was ministering, and he told us a story, well, just reporting an encounter. So, the Enugu man went to Lagos, saw that man. At that time, the man was ill, and he was in his early 70s, I think. He took this man to his car garage, you know, these kind of underground things where they air condition the, so that the paint will not change color, nothing. And he pointed at everything and said, it's all vanity. I think he died the following week. Told his friends in ministry, see all these things? They are worth nothing. He was a very rich man. So watch him those days. See all these things? They are worth nothing. So no matter the kind of these things you have on the earth, no matter how much you are attached to them, one day Jesus will come and collect you. 
Even if you say you are not going, you say, yeah, me say, I'm tired. Come, come, my, come. I hope you're getting my point. Yes, no, as a matter of fact, one day you discover what I've been saying, that they are true. All these physical things we can see. When you look at them from above, you realize they are worth nothing. They're just meant for what? Use. I like this pulpit. I love it. I love it. We could have changed it over the years, but I love it so much. It's very strong. But imagine that when I'm going somewhere and I carry it in my boots. Say, <laughs> so why are you carrying that thing? It's the finest pulpit I've ever seen. Everybody's wondering, are you all right? Where do you want it to be? Right here. For us to put our Bible, you know, towels, anything we are carrying, put on it. We can open our Bible easily. That's what it is for. Everything on earth is like that. So one day, we will really leave everything behind. There's no point. Don't feel bad. Though. That's what I'm going to emphasize. Don't feel bad. It will happen. Get used to it. I was on one of our brothers the other day. He told me about one, one, one minister. He has collected a lot of fine, fine things. Where clothes and stuff. Well, there's a long story about it. But always used to wear rags. Dirty clothes. You know why? So it won't look rich. Because you know Christians can be very wicked. If you look rich, they won't give you anything. So he decided to be looking poor so that he'll continue to collect. I won't tell you who. My brother now said to me that he's dead. He said, that man is dead. That man I told you to get He said he's dead. He said, did he carry the thing somewhere? No. Did they bury it? We didn't know. He said, God supplied for him plenty. He said, no, if I start looking nice, they will, they will stop giving as the minister. So every time they have, man of God, how are you doing? We thank God, the struggles of ministry. <laughs> so people kept on giving and he kept on heaping it up. Then one day, I think he fell sick. <laughs> I think God just said, which kind of human being is this my son? God fell sick and he died. So get ready one day. You will leave all the things on the earth behind. Amen? Amen. Say amen. amen. Some people are thinking, ah, I'll leave one billion dollars behind. <laughs> of course you'll leave it behind. You think Warren Buffett won't die? It's going to die. But before that point, what should be our aim, what should be our goal, is to be able to say like Paul, I have finished my course. And while doing that, I kept the faith. I finished my course. Why doing it, I kept the faith. If God said I should accomplish this, this, and this, as far as I understand, everything has been done. And you, if you get to a point in your life, you will know it. One day I told myself, now I'll get back to my message in a moment. I know I've, I seem lost now, but don't worry. I'll get back. I know what I was trying to say. Once I told myself, Banky, what if they told you now that you have one year to live? As if God revealed it, you shall die and not live at the end of one year. I said, I just, I just thought about it. What will you do? That was some time ago. The one year has passed. So in case, don't be, don't be worried for me. Do you understand? And that was some while ago. I just thought about it. I said, what will I do? What just came to my mind is that I will write. That is, morning, afternoon, and night, I'll be writing. I will preach. That is, I'll just have a studio set up in my home. I will preach and preach and preach. So before that one year, I'll make sure there's no understanding I have left. 
that has not been recorded somewhere. So that, I mean, anything I don't say must be one, the one that Holy Spirit said that, no, don't say. No, Paul said there are things we saw that, that the man that went to heaven saw, of which it was not lawful for somebody to utter. And those are the only things we leave out. We preach it. There are some things that people can't even understand now. You preach them, in, you preach them, lock the, lock the file with a password. Write the book, lock it with a password, and tell your wife, keep this password. And God will let you know when to release it. And in case your own time comes and the time hasn't come, hand it over to your children. <laughs> there's, there's something like that, you know. There's a prophecy like that, that uh, the boy prophet, yeah, gave it to the, the, the Armenians that came to America. They sealed it and said the, day, the time to open it will come, but it hasn't come. So I thought to myself, I said, listen, that's all I'm going to do. I will just preach and preach. So when I finish, when I don't have anything left inside me, my aim is that before that one year is over. So one day I told myself, so, okay, Banky, why must they announce that to you before you start preaching? If you have the understanding now, start writing now. So I took instruction from that. I'm God is still helping me. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying I've reached there yet. Because he didn't tell me one year, so I know I have small time. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. So we read the scriptures, okay, to have something to fight with. We're not just saying that it will be done as in resignation. No, it's the knowledge of what we believe that he wants to do that we take to him in prayer. And we start, we continue to utter those words in prayer, okay, as a way of saying to him, do that which you have spoken. As a way of giving him our authority, the one he has given us on this earth. We yield our authority to him. And it's through that he'll begin to do his will on the earth. That's what prayer is. So we said that everything, and that's a matter of fact, there is nothing you ever will pass through in life that he hasn't planned for ahead. The plan he had for it is where? The promises. So we are to arm ourselves the promises all the time. So we began to look at some of them. Okay, last time I said the first promise he gave us, or the most important purpose for the promises is to walk in what? Godliness. And we read from Second Peter chapter 1. They has given us these great and magnificent promises so that by them we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, all right, through lust. And we saw that, listen, sometimes walking in righteousness can be difficult. He said he that, that the Lord was describing the situation that displaced him, that you, we find out that those who depart from iniquity make themselves the victims. So it can be really difficult. So what do we do? We say we draw near to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We began all of this trying to explain that what, how do we pray for ourselves? It's something we do constantly. He said pray without stopping. Pray without ceasing. Pray without getting tired. Men ought always to pray and not get tired. So how do we pray for ourselves? I said we take the promises and just spread them around. We toss them around us as a habit. We don't have to have problems before we start praying. We take the promises of God and just toss them around as a habit. When you are joking, toss the word of God around. When you are happy, toss the word of God around. When you are sad, toss the word of God around. No matter what you are doing, let this word dwelling in you richly spill from your mouth constantly. Do you understand? You are healthy. Still confess the words of divine health. Fill your heart with right doctrines. One of the things that upset me 
Sometimes when I talk to Christians, the other day somebody I know, we are in the same chat groups, said that um, we should come and pray. I told my wife, pray with who? You? You must be joking. You say, Pastor Banky, you don't want to pray with somebody. I said, listen, this fellow that said we should come and pray, when he's not calling for prayer, his life is loaded with unbelief. Friends, I said we should come and pray. We ask, have you washed your hand today? Did you cover your nose? Hey, coronavirus is killing people. Oh, hey, you will soon die. Oh, hey, let's be reasonable. Oh, let's be wise. Oh. Then the evening, say, let us come and pray. I said, what is wrong with you? Make up your mind whether you should pray or go to the clinic. I, I don't know whether you're getting my point to go and listen to health education. Morning, afternoon, and night, you will tell me, ha, have you heard? Six people died last week. Hey, we have to be careful. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. Oh. Then the evening, say, let us come and pray. I say, about what? We'll be talking money, say, hmm. To have money in life, you have to save 10%, invest 10%, eat 10%. What about the other 70%? Mm, you start it again, you know? Tell you how to invest money. Ha. You know, if you don't, your children will be hungry. These are things you have to be important. You have to plan for your future. Then the evening, say, let us come and pray. Ha. So I told my wife, I'm not joining any prayer. I'm sorry. You can't call me to, to, into prayers of unbelief because you don't believe in the power of God. Are you saying, Pastor Bang, people shouldn't be careful? No, that's not what I'm saying. If you wanted to talk to me like that, at least when you finish, say, ah, please, cover your nose, wash your hand, add it, always add it to it. <laughs> at the end of the day, please, the power belongs to God. We will not die before our time. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Drop those things for me, then I know you want me to come and pray. If you tell me that, ah, how do you plan for the future of your children? Say, my brother, let us pray for them first. Even if we die now, God will take care of them. Even if banks collapse on our money, God will take care of them. Even if we don't have anything, God will take care of these children. Then if you now talk to me and say, let us pray, I will join you in prayer. You cannot be pulling me into prayer. That's just a matter of uh, we are Christians. We are supposed to pray. You have no faith in it, no belief in it, nothing. You can't be my friend as a believer if you are a grumbler. You are a whiner, you know? No people who whine. I don't mean BB whiners. I mean people. <laughs> I mean people who whine everything. The problem with Nigeria is that Buhari cannot even choose the right chief, uh, what they call service chiefs. With the right service chiefs in power, all this banditry will be over. The problem in Nigeria is that there are two that the legislators themselves, they are thieves. If we plan, the problem in Nigeria is that our fathers did not plan the future for us, the children. The problem in Nigeria is that nobody, everything, the power belongs to man. Let me tell you something as a matter of fact, if you're a believer. Understand, you can't, you know, without, without faith, you have no understanding. Faith is the way by which you interpret what you see. Why do we have the kind of leaders we have had for a long time? Now, I'm not blaming anybody. I just give you an example. Even if they were responsible, they are not. Even if they were responsible for what is going on, it is because that is exactly what we deserve. That's how I interpret it. It is not protests that will cause people to change. It's not protest. It's not protest. 
It is when the people have changed in themselves. When God has the remnant you know, exuding the right spiritual forces into the atmosphere, that blessing in them is what will create wisdom for the leaders. That blessing in them is what will bring the right leaders into place. That blessing in them, I hope you're getting my point. You see, God said, when I want to punish the Egyptian, I give him over into the hands of a cruel master. So the kind, the quality of master that's over you depends on what God wants to do for you. Did you hear what I said? One of the reasons why Israel hardly had good kings. You know Israel as a nation. Good kings was rare. You can count on one hand all the good kings that reigned over them. You count David, Jehoshaphat, Asa for most of his life before he eat to smoke something. You know that he didn't count Solomon. You didn't notice that. I was careful not to count up that, that our guy. <laughs> you count, you count. If I say northern Israel, you know, after after Solomon, they were broken into two tribes, uh, two nations. Israel and Judah. Judah was mostly Judah and a little attachment called Benjamin. That the northern Israel hardly had any good king. Troublemakers, haters of God from beginning to the end. The southern one had a few. Ezekiah came, showed himself small. His son came and undid that if his father's goodness was measured to level 100, his own badness was level 200. So he threw Israel to minus 100 by the time he was done. Manasseh was bad. I've heard a number of people preach that that was the problem. Why did Ezekiah ask for 15 more years? Because he had Manasseh in the 15 more years that God gave him. They should have just died JJ that first time. Manasseh would never have been born. Nonsense boy. You know, the kind of child you have you start wishing, why was I alive? Very violent human being, had no fear of God. And that was how most of their kings were. What I'm saying is, why? Because the people in themselves were not better. That's why as soon as one good king would die, they would rush back to idolatry. They won't even let the man, before they finish, they almost use a batala to bury the man. I'm telling you. With, let me tell you what David did. David not only conquered the, that, all their land, he subdued nations around him, thereby pushing idolatry very far away from Israel. That's where I'm going. There was nobody worshipping idols there. As soon as he died, Solomon started marrying idolatrous girls. In a short while, but towards the end of Solomon's reign, idolatry was in Israel, and everybody was enjoying it. They did not rebel against it. They rebelled against what? Tax. What's my emphasis? Listen, you can, as a person of faith, learn to interpret what is, so don't blame, if I, those of you who know me know, if I wonder one of our brothers, he made a mistake, passed a negative comment about the head of state. When I attack, he says, I'm sorry, sir. Sir, I'm very sorry, sir. I, I, like, he forgot he was talking to me. I will, I will catch you eventually. All the, all the evil in your heart, it will spill. No, as believers, we understand, listen. With faith, we understand that when it is time 
for God to do something, he will personally arrange the right people into the right places. So that's why we keep praying. Don't let anybody ever tell you, we are prayed enough. We haven't. We have a lot. Our prayer deficiency is big. But the church is praying. Which church? Maybe I know you are praying, but people like you, if you see 100 Christians, less than two are praying like you. Most of the prayers we call, what is it for? Two kinds of things. One, die. Die. Die by fire. The second one, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? With what shall we clothe ourselves? You pray those two prayers at the end of it, and you think the country will go forward with those kind of prayers? Like, like. It's not possible. So faith helps us to understand. That's what I'm going to explain. With faith gives us, that is, knowledge of the word gives us the right prayers to utter. So what do we do? Back to what we're trying to preach. To sustain ourselves in life, we just keep tossing prayer around all the time. It's not only when we have problems. No. We want to analyze the situation of the country. It is because politics all you want. Who's trying to... Um, 2023. He said, you see, this is all about 2023. This, 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 this... Uh, What's the name of that um, APC chairman that uh, they were fighting somewhere in his home state? And you don't mention his name, all right? Uh-huh. You know, it is all about 2023. His benefactor is trying to strategize. Uh, discuss it. That's you shouldn't discuss it. But before you start the discussion, say, look, we want to talk. Oh, but this is our talk. It's just exercise. The real thing is that the power belongs to God. Once he has spoken, twice we have heard this. The power belongs to God. You quote from Daniel that he rules in the affairs of mankind. He gives his kingdoms over to whosoever he wishes and sets upon them even the least likely. You understand that? All of us say, yes, now let's talk. After that, now football. Do you understand my point? We are just playing. APC did this. PDP now did this one. Can you believe that in Edo State, the candidate for the last guba for, in APC is now the one for PDP. And the one for PDP is not the one for APC. What nonsense. Are these people really, somebody said, no, shouldn't have decamped. It shows that he's not better than them. Say, what does it matter? You have to gain the power. Whichever, just talk it, enjoy yourself. But know that what? The power belongs to God. And if you are from that state, I have attachment there as an example. You pray for them and say, Lord, the person you have, read that scripture again and again over the state. So we decree that the person that you have appointed will win this election and will be in office. And we're asking you to show mercy upon the land. You pray prayers like that. They can go back to your discussion. And be analyzing politics. How much money was spent? Who did they come to where? What the courts will say? What do you think the electoral um, uh, act says? Discuss all of those things. Then when you finish it, anyway, Sha, the power belongs to God. God knows you are just exercising your throat. You know, joblessness is a serious thing. So, they've locked down your business. You can't go to work. You have to talk. <laughs> I hope you are getting my point. What are you doing? You are sowing the word around constantly. When it comes to your life also, don't ever forget it. Anything, any pressure that comes, sow a word. You know, Christians like to do things that they can hold that I did something. So if I finish preaching, I say, this word I have said today, you will sow a seed. Apostle, where's our basket? We don't have. This ministry says it's very funny. 
We should have baskets here so that you will sow a seed that will bring you the harvest you are looking for. It's a lie. What did I say? You know why? The seed is the word of God. That's where I'm going. It's not your money. What is the seed? What is the seed? What is the seed? What is the seed? So if I say sow a seed, open your mouth. That's what it means to sow a seed. Speak something. I don't want your money. Money is not a seed. Money is, is a gift. Money is not even an offering. Pastor, what did you say? Money is not even an offering. It is a heart that is giving it that is the offering. It's a life that is giving it. You make yourself a living what? Sacrifice. So that life is the offering, not the money. We just like to call offering money. A money offering. What is money? It's just a way you express the things in your heart. That is why if you say you are giving so you can get back, you are not a giver. You are selfish. You are only thinking of yourself. Someone has a power of a thousand dollar seed. There's nothing like that. So you plant the seed and cut it. Nah. No meaning. What is money? The way you express what's inside your heart. No, today's my mother's birthday. You know, she turned 81 today. So one of our brothers, when she he heard, said, Wow. Give a word of prophecy, blessed her, you understand? And said, just to say, God bless you, mommy, for having this, our man of God. <laughs> Sent her an offering, in quote. Are you getting my point? Offering, in quote. To express his gratitude that, ah, pastor, I'm happy that I got to know you. Let me bless the person that gave birth to you. That is what money is. Is it, it, it was just showing the gratitude. You, you, you get what I'm going to explain? He was glad. Ah, today is your mother's birthday. I said yes. That is what money is. Money is we are hungry. Instead of me laying hands on you, let me use my laying on of hands for serious things. You know, anointing has measure. <laughs> it's only Jesus that had it without measure. So I use my anointing for serious things. So if you are hungry, I have 200 naira here. There's nothing that I say, in the name of Jesus, I speak spaghetti into your stomach. There's no need. <laughs> I bring out my 200 naira. I say, bros, there's no need to be hungry. Go down there. They are selling something. Buy what 200 naira can carry. Eat it. That's what money is for. Money solves certain problems. Somebody, your, your friend is wedding is very far away. You can't travel there. It's difficult. Calculate the money for the journey. Package it. And say, this is my presence. He will remember you more than those who stood there. <laughs> That's what money is. Money in itself is not an offering. It's the way we make statements. We use it to pass spirit. What do I mean by that? If you really want something to prosper, you, when you give to it, you are passing your spirit along. That's what we do with money. I hope you are getting my point here. Because the real seed is what? The word of God. That's the seed. 
He says, so, so you will reap a harvest financially. There's no trouble. Go to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Lack is not my portion. He makes all grace abound towards me. I have all sufficiency in all things and I abound to every good work. That is the seed. That is what? The seed is? Let let me hear you. The seed is? That's the seed. The seed is the word of God. If we want to, maybe we want to do a, a, a program, we want the word to reach some people. What seed do we sow? The word. We we'll declare in prayer, so mightily grew the word and prevailed, that the Lord, your word will prevail in the name of Jesus. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. Upon this rock, he's building his church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. We keep on declaring that word. I hope you're getting my point. Now, because that's where our heart is, we spend our money. But the seed is what? The word of God. We sow the seed. That is how you reap a harvest. It's not sow money and reap healing. No. If you want healing, what do you sow? The word of God. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. Don't let them depart from your... I keep on mixing that one. Is it heart or eyes? From your eyes... From your heart, keep them in the midst of your eyes or switch it around with the one that's correct. He said, for they are life to those who find them. And what? Medicine. Literal Hebrew says, medicine to their flesh. So if I want healing, what is the seed? What is the seed? I hear people that say that they give an offering that they might be healed. That's nonsense. Listen, listen, listen. I don't care the testimony you have to give me. There was a time the, 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 um, Benny Hinn said that he's tired of preaching, so and give a seed, so get the blessing. So a lot of people got angry. One particular preacher was angry with him. And in his anger, he got up and preached wrong doctrines to disprove uh, Benny Hinn. He said that man's redemption was a result of a $1,000 seed. I said, which Bible do you read? That people plant a thousand dollar seed and they got healed. I say it's a lie. I don't care the testimony you have to give me. The greatest healer we saw in the Bible was who? In the Bible, in the Bible. Jesus. Who? Jesus. Say it loud. Jesus. You did see how he heals people. I remember he heal with him. And I hope you know people were giving to him. People were giving to him. He spent money. You think he was spending anointing? When he, in John chapter 4, when he met that woman in Samaria, you think they went to go and say, Allah, Musa, what do you have for the ministry? No. <laughs> you know, those who went to go and look for food. You think they went to go and go house to house, Allah, Musa, what do you have for the ministry? Ah, people don't know Allah, Musa. Okay, you didn't have beggars when you were young in this part of the world. Okay. Western Nigeria, we had them very, very, very when we were young. As a beggar used to go, Alabama. That's only what they were doing. They had money. They spent money. They spent money. They spent enough money for Judas to build a house in the village. <laughs> you know Judas. You think Judas would have been wasting his time if there was nothing to steal? Judas was taking, when they give off, like Judas said, okay, 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 how much is everything? 
Then as, as they are as gathering the money, he just open the bottom of the bag. Three will drop to the floor. Put a foot on it. Give the rest to Peter. Peter will go and keep it somewhere. They can't count it. They bring it back to him. Tie it. Bros really called the guys. Have they roofed the house in the village? You know he never lived in that house. But the point I make is that they were spending money. They were. Jesus was spending money. People were giving the ministry money regularly. The Bible gave us the names of some of them. Some people followed them around. Their primary aim, their own assignment was to be giving money. Christians sometimes will make me, they, will, I make, they make me laugh. You organize crusade to read the loss. You are taking offering. I said, what is wrong with you? You know, we'll, we'll be angry. People are stealing the offering. Well, Apostle, why shouldn't they? You came to reach who? Unbelievers. Thieves. <laughs> Robbers. And you're angry that they are stealing God's money. God is not angry. That one. God is say, you said it is a crusade. What did you expect? The one is angry is when you get to church and church members steal church money. Ah, God, they keep person for that one. Oh, that one's lack of fear of God. Ananias. The seed is what? It's not your cash. The cash is how you make statements concerning where your heart really is. The seed is the word of God. And what am I saying? We must sow it constantly. You want healing. Take Isaiah chapter 53 and read. When you have finished reading, declare it. He gave us a few ordinances. One, baptism. Two, communion. I like that communion aspect because he said, this is my body that was broken for you. Isaiah 53 explained what that body is. The seed is what? Sit down. Break that, that, that communion. Sit down. As you are eating the bread, declare, this was broken for me. Eat it. Do it daily until you are well. It's not expensive. Every day, do it. This is his body that was broken for me. Read that Isaiah 53. Declare it loud. Go to Psalm 23. Read it. Read Psalm 91. Read Psalm 92. Read all kinds of scriptures in which you find the, the word of divine healing. The seed is what? The word of God. I just feel like saying this. Please stop carrying your cash around trying to buy something. You, know, you understand my point? My point. The people are going from one church to the other. Trying to give an offering for something. Because they don't know where the anointing is hottest. So they are sowing into every anointing. I keep on telling people. In case you are like that. Don't give me anything. I beg you. Carry your wahala money. Go. <laughs> it's true now. Now so person will collect your offering. We will conquer confusion for bread. You buy ordinary suya with money you give us. We will be having diarrhea. I will be wondering, I will be rebuking Satan and God will be looking. Satan gave you money, you collected. Say, Lord, I did not know. Now, I said, that's why you are not dying. Now, just mother. <laughs> Please, if you are looking for a seed to sow so that something can germinate, leave my body alone. Now, beg, I beg you. Thank you. The seed is what? People go from church to church planting seed. I'm telling you. So even when they finish planting the church, they even get just in case the Muslims are the correct people, they still sow to the Muslims' life. You think I'm kidding? 
There are Nigerians that will go, listen, mosque is doing launching, they will give. Church is doing launching, they will give. You know why? Just pray for us. Anyone that will walk, you never can tell. It can be the God of the Muslims that will heal us. It can be the God of Jesus Christ. If you want to give your life to Christ, they will come forward. They finish praying. As soon as they go, say, ah, Alpha, Alpha. Okay, I've transferred you. You just give your life to Christ now. He said, bros, we have to cover every corner. Don't put reason like that. When I say this, people will be laughing. Because you have been a good Christian for a long time. Yes. That's how some people reason. Any message they hear, no matter who's preaching it, even if it's in the assignment, they will be what he say. <laughs> Our Lagos prophets will tell everybody to stand, they will stand up to. And what is the aim? We don't know which one. They are not walking by faith, they are walking in sin. Is that what the Bible says? So they go from church to church, so every minister that comes in, and of course, what they don't understand is that the minister is not doing that because he wants to bless you. He wants to increase the offering that you are going to give. That's all. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be, I don't mean to sound like that it is, but unfortunately, that is the truth. Every TV, TV program you watch, you send money because the man says, as I, I, when I was coming to the studio today, I, I began to feel a powerful anointing in this place. And the Lord began to speak to me and said, oh, how will people connect with this anointing? And I realized that each person that will give a $100 seed right now, our American brethren, honestly, no, 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 no. Sometimes I just feel bad. One day I was watching TV. The one woman was about to start telling lies. Minister, all right? So the Holy Spirit put off the, 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 the light in the studio in America. You know, if it's Nigeria now, it's not, it's no, no Holy Spirit, it's EEDC. Are you getting my point? <laughs> I'm sorry, I know some people won't like what I'm saying, but I'm very sorry. I have to help people. You know, this is American studio. Power went out wah, completely. So after some time, they restored power. So you say, you see, this is a problem. Anytime I want to share this powerful revelation, the devil gets angry. I said, <laughs> I said, what? God is trying to prevent you from telling lies. You see, the devil got angry. You know that time, God has no choice on that but to kill also. Because he said, Banky, how else will I correct you people? How else will you say, I have sinned? He said, the devil got angry. I said, okay. And I said, okay, let's hear the revelation. He said, revelation is a $77 seed. You think the devil has time to switch off your power for that? He's happy. Because seven is the number of perfection. I said, sister, if it's the number of perfection, let us send seven dollars. But you know the money will not be big. Turn it to seventy-seven. Some people do funny things. <laughs> I will preach my message. What do you feel like? Let me say, let me say what I want to say. Get angry if you want. I'm liberating people. When they are, when they are in America, they will say the seed, the power, the power of the perfect seed. It's 50, it's five, five is the number of this, so they collect $50. But when they reach Nigeria, say, if I collect 50 naira, nothing. This will not be 50,000. I bust into laughter. I just start laughing. And they are abroad. The money will be maybe $70 for 70, 70 days harvest. 
When you reach Nigeria, say no. Seventy naira cannot walk this walk. We we'll turn into seventy thousand. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at us. All of us. Okay, is the champion. I'm... It's me and him. Okay, we are the ones. All of us. Where's Pastor Murphy? All of us. I'm, I'm blaming everybody. I'm not pointing fingers. Up. I'm, I'm pointing at myself. It is we. What did I say? My message is brethren. Don't be carried away. Someone put listening to me. Ah, I'm preaching to you. You don't sow seed, you don't tire. It's good. I hope you are really tired. <laughs> Let me tell you, this seed is the word of God. If you have spent that amount of energy sowing the word into your life, you will have gotten that miracle by now. Did I say Christians you not give? God forbid that I should talk such nonsense. Christians are givers. What did I say? We are givers. We are like our father in heaven. When we give, we don't attach anything to it. We give in the morning. We give at night. We give at every opportunity for the sake of giving. We derive joy from giving. When the gospel advances, we give money. One day I went somewhere. One man stood up. He was preaching, preaching, preaching. So I told, I told the person, my sister that we went with. My wife and I went that day. So they got us good seats. A big church, you know. Because minister, you know. So I contacted the, the person we went with. also a minister. I said, my dear sister, what's your brother doing? <laughs> he said, he's the one that raises offering in church. I said, why is he telling lies? She, she burst into laughter like, Maki, you have come. I said, let him ask us to give money. Let him get away from that place now. Do you have to use one hour to lie to us? She covered her face and I'm laughing. I just looked. I said, where is your, where is your, where is your account number? I put on my phone, you know. It was off uh, all, all the while. Collected the account number. I transferred the offering I went to get. Why is this guy standing there telling lies? That's how I behave. He didn't stop me from giving. But I was just like, what is all this lying about? He was there for a long time. Tell me concocted stories. When they were in the shrine, they used to give goat. Who cares what you were giving in the shrine? <laughs> Who cares? You were giving the shrine, huh? Ha, ha, ha. How is that my problem? You think God is competing with the shrine? One pastor actually said that to redeem yourself from the curses in your life, you go and pay the shrine. But since you cannot go to the shrine, you are not a pastor, you are not a Christian. You will bring it to the altar. <laughs> that day after the service, my sister who was there, she quickly sent me a message. She said, Pastor Banky, what are deal? I said, what happened? She told me. I said, which church? She told me. I said, I know one of their pastors in town. I went and met that one. I said, your pastor in that city, look at what he said. He said, are you serious? I said, yes. I said, are you people aware? He said, no, that's not church doctrine. I said, that's what I'm reporting to you. On a Sunday morning, he said, some of you, your problem is that when, before you were born, your father and your mother went to a shrine. And they made a commitment to the shrine of goat, of um, naram, I don't know. But that because you are not a Christian, you did not, they did not pay it. And that the gods are now after you. So you are going to pay it this morning. So that the, the spirits can leave you alone. So he is now the chief priest of Amadioha. Collecting. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you. If I tell you the name of the nomination, you will run out of here. Ah, my sister was in the church. Came out after service. 
called me immediately. Say, Pastor Banky, Wala Day. And you know what pains me? Christians were coming out. Christians were coming out and offering idol, offerings to, you know, offering money to Baal. But Jeroboam was there to collect. Because we don't realize the seed is the word of God. It's not your money. If you want to give, give. No, I keep on saying that thing. And you should give. You should be a giver. But your money is not the seed. The seed is the word of God. As for the shrine people that are looking after it for you, tell them that the person they are looking for is dead. The old man has been buried. Died with Christ. This one you are seeing is a new creature. All things are passed away. If you cross here, the shrine, you go know who make you. Know the truth? They are not even looking for you. This and they can see what many of us can see. Those who really have eyes. You know, last time I talked about Balaam. Remember Balaam? Balaam had eyes. Ah, if you see the description of Balaam, the man, he could see with his eyes closed. Yet he said there is no divination, no enchantment against Jacob. No divination works against Israel. He said, the Lord has beheld no iniquity in her. Tell the shrine people. That is what is going on here. The seed is the word of God. And he has spoken concerning you, put it on your lips and toss it all around you. Toss it all around you. Today, my initial, you know, my plan was to talk about fear. I think I can get back into it now because I was just trying to explain what we are doing. This is our prayer series is to sow seeds. Sow seeds concerning your life. Sow seeds concerning your children. So seed concerning your ministry. When I say ministry, I don't mean preacher now. I mean any assignment that God has committed into your hands. So seed concerning it. And Nigerian Christians, God has, no, not Nigerian Christians, all Christians all over the world. God has planted you in a nation so you can plant the seeds of blessing into that place. Bless the place constantly. If you're a Nigerian, don't speak according to what you can see. Sow the word of God. So the word of God. I belong to the chat group of my university classmates. They formed it a few years ago in preparation for one of our, for our 25th anniversary. So that was when I joined. Well, they joined a few years ago. I don't know exactly when I joined, but the group was formed for it. Now, why I'm telling, explaining that to my classmates that you find all kinds of Human beings there. There are Christians. There are pastors like me. There are people who say they don't believe in God. One guy takes pride in worshipping his ancestors. There are all kinds of people. When I joined, I fought. When I say fight, fight the good fight of faith. I harassed everybody. I play. I don't preach, I don't preach there. Some people forward messages. They don't forward preaching. And that's just me. It's not a group of Christians. It's a group of um, no, the amalgamation <laughs> of all kinds of people. So I don't, 
Some people feel that like, no, no, I don't, I don't. I, but I, when I say I don't pray, like, I don't follow all this preaching and all of that. But when it comes to it, I will tell you, you need, you need deliverance, you need forgiveness. I, no, I, we, we discussed that one, okay? In fact, I told one, of, one of my classmates said that, ah, that hears me preach all the time in Benin now. He said, but doesn't like listening to me. I said, why? I said, he said, Frankie does not know how to preach. <laughs> of course, I burst into laughter thoroughly. He said, don't mind him. He's not teaching us how to hammer. <laughs> that was what he said after. He said, I've listened to him a few times. He said, we want to hammer. The guy is not teaching us how to hammer. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now, why am I telling this story? So recently, one, one of our classmates, I have not seen him since we left university. So finally, they dug him out from somewhere. He's a surgeon somewhere in the UK. So, of course, I see, after he joined, they put him in the group. It's a very lively group, really. Very, very lively. In fact, my friend, my brother, who was in the U.S., he said, I never knew these guys could be so much fun. So, they, of course, they replied in that, why would you know when you were hanging around with Banky and they mentioned another guy? <laughs> he said, you will never find out. <laughs> and they're really interesting people, all right? Nice people. So when the other guy joined, my friend said, hmm, you're welcome to the most exciting chat group. You know, just greeted him like that. So let's give you a few rules. One, no matter what you do, no matter what comes upon you, don't insult the president or the country. Otherwise, Banky is going to get you. I'm, I can show you the chat. They want the guy that, please, oh, this one that you have come. There are no-go areas. If you don't want Banky's wrath, don't insult the head of state of Nigeria and don't insult the country. I mean, it was written to him for him in black and white. I'm telling you the kind of, that's my influence there because I fight. If you talk, if one of my classmates, he, likes, he lives in the UK, he likes to abuse Nigeria all the time. When I finished abusing him, I said, bloody refugee. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Say, open your mouth after we fed you. Be talking nonsense. Say, you don't know how black you are. You think you're in the royal family. No, that's a, <laughs> seriously, abuse. No, there's not, I don't, you abuse the head of state. Where are they? So he said, this guy, an APC pastor. I said, yeah, call me anything you like. Why? I don't joke about it. Though. The seed is what? The word of God. This, my tongue has been given to me to sow seeds in the land. It is not as if I can't see what you are seeing too. But repeating what you are seeing is not going to plant good seeds in the ground. When you keep on commenting, what you are doing is that you come to a place, see a lot of grass, elephant grass. See, this place is not good for farming, so you go and plant more grass. If you don't like the grass, what do you do? You uproot it. If you want something good, what do you do? You plant it. With my words, I am planting. I'm not foolish. If you say there's kidnapping, yes, it's bad. It happens. But if you say it did like Nigeria, all they do is kidnap. I'll tell you, my friend, shut your mouth. Last time I was in the U.S., time flies. That was already last year. Was it? The, no, last year because it was, <laughs> it was pre-COVID because uh, nobody locking me down outside my house. Amen. My friend and I, we took his daughter out. She had to go and write an exam. I was telling the son, the, 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 the father in the, in the car, oh yes, dad, this was where the other girl in our school disappeared the other day. The girl disappeared. I don't found her. Oh yes. People disappear every day in America. Do you know what they do? 
The reason people disappear varies. In Nigeria, when you disappear, it's money. If you die, it's not a mistake. In America, when you disappear, the man decreases. The man is mad. Our brother said one, one man works in their company. He doesn't go home. White man. He went and married an Asian woman. You know, Asian woman don't go divorce you. Now, when you marry a European, they talk divorce. Asian woman will not divorce you. So he went and married an Asian woman, brought her to Nigeria. Serving a student there. He said, won't you go home? He said, to go and do what? It's somewhere around the year in Nigeria. Who wants cold? He said, what about the crime? He said, hey, the crime is economic. They could kidnap you. He said, I'll pay them. He said, in my country, if you get kidnapped, you're not coming out. So the man doesn't need your money. He takes pleasure in injuring you. He will cut you to pieces while you are alive. That's what gives him pleasure. Is kidnapping bad? Yes. Is Nigeria the worst country on the earth? Most certainly not. I look for the good in it. And I talk about it. And when we are praying, we say, Lord, let violence cease. Let kidnapping cease. Drive that spirit out of the country. In the name of Jesus, have mercy upon the land. Wipe away evil doers from our land. Then we wake up every day and sow what? The seed. The seed is the word of God. If we see any encouragement, an encouraging word from a man like um, 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 Pyotin, we declare those words. That this is the plan of God concerning this country. And it will come to pass that from here, the word of God will spread all over Africa. And from here, the word of God will spread all over the world. And we will teach the world righteousness. The seed is the word of God. And they will put our energy into preaching that word. Uh, today, I, I was excited. Was it yesterday? We have paid the, 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 the radio station in the lorry now. I think that was the 23rd radio station we are on. Yes, we paid them yesterday. We keep, ah, <laughs> one brother called me and said, ah, your radio station in Nasarawa, my wife does not miss it. She listens to it all the time. What excited me that that is what? Nasarawa. I like to brag about it. I'm very happy. We broadcast in Bauchi, in Gumbi, in Adamawa, in Taraba. Some of them five times a week. None less than twice a week. Okay, Kaduna. Okay, I didn't mention Kaduna. We do Kaduna once a week. We're there. That's the Nasarawa Cafe. Why? We have to plant the seed. I know Muslims are listening. Ask Reverend Felix. We have seen people send us money. When you see the name, Fatai Abdullah, you will look like I'm telling you, I'm not joking. No, no, there's no Fatalai Abdullah. I'm just giving you an example of very Islamic names. The seed is the word of God. It doesn't mean we don't see the negative things. That cannot be our emphasis. Not because we are foolish. What we know we are planting seeds. We are planting seeds. We are planting seeds around. Let me say something to you. The seed we are planting today, one day somebody says something. I can't remember the accurate... um, um, no facts about it, but somewhere in Europe, is it Asia or Europe? I think it's Europe. So you get to a particular area, a wide area, very wide, all of it covered with a particular kind of tree. Plenty of it. They say what happened? Say there's a particular um, farmer, a man. He will just move around with his animals, and as he's moving around, he's dropping a seed. He will drop the seed for the trees. So make a long story. This man 
covered that massive area. Massive. Maybe like hundreds of hectares of land with a particular kind of tree. And that was 30 years ago. What I mean is that he planted that thing, not yesterday, like 30 years before they read the story. One man, not two, one. But he always carried the seed anytime he's going out with his animals. He will dig and drop one. He will dig and drop one. 30 years later, everywhere was covered with a particular kind of vegetation. What we are declaring is what we will see later. The seed is what? The word of... Listen, it's not your money. Your money just follows where your faith is. Sometimes your money is a sign of your faith. But the seed is what? The word of God. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Concerning if you, any country you are in, whether you are a Ghanaian, Cameroonian, you are from Botswana, you are from uh, Eswatini, I was name of that uh, Eswatini, yes. Uh-huh. That's formerly Swaziland. Uh-huh. Wherever you are from, you are from Mauritius, you are from Sudan, South Sudan especially. South Sudan. Plant the word all over your nation. Sometimes literally, literally walk around if you are there. Literally walk around and speak to the earth. Declare the lordship of Jesus Christ. The seed is the word of God. It's not as if we don't look. Do you think there are no crazy people in, 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 in all over this, this world? There are crazy presidents everywhere. There are crazy governors everywhere. But there is often a force in the land that's stronger than one man who's in power. Well, I'm, I'm not waiting for one head of state, no matter how strong he is, to change the country. No. Change is going to come from the realm of the spirit. And what we do is to do what? Plant the seed constantly. The seed is the word of God. The planter is also. We are the ones that will plant it. And that's the assignment we have. That's what we call prayer. 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 Doesn't mean we are not seeing the negative things. Sometimes you must understand negative things in life oftentimes are nothing but temptations. God wants to know, are you really serious? And as I was driving you know, down this afternoon, just before the meeting started, I remember something. Now, I'm going to tell you what it is, but it's, an, it's a story I heard somewhere. I just said, Kai, this man is making a wrong choice. Let me give you an example. Okay, I have a way to just give an example. As you're having problems with your wife right now, or your husband, and you're praying. Do you understand? Now, in this world, all right, especially amongst believers, people have tried to teach us you know, preachers even preach things like, I've also, if you feel called to Potakot and your wife feels called to Sokoto, you divorce to answer your calling. Did you hear what I said? A preacher preached that. And preached the inner cocoa, you know, this kind of thing. Let me just tell you the honest truth there. Very, very honest, what I'm telling you. The truth. There is nothing I say in secret. Either to my wife or to. Senior, now there are two Israels here now, so we we'll keep on having. And that to Senior Israel, Reverend Yinka, Felix, 
uh, apostle, you know, that I say, okay, these are the inner caucus people in kingdom world. And I say something differently to you. It's not, it, it doesn't happen. What whole counsel I give in secret, I give in the open. My wife and I, we don't pretend. If, she's ang- if I'm angry with her, I don't talk to her. You will, that's if you come to Bible study. I don't talk to her. If you see me tap my wife, it's a serious tap. It's a genuine tap. If I smile, that smile came from my ilium, bowels, thank you. Bowels of the spirit and of the flesh. I use both of them. Those early days of first marriage, my wife said, even if we are disagreeing, must it show? I said, it will show. It must show. I can't do it. It will show. What nonsense. I'm telling you. So if you see my, my wife and I play here, you never see play until we reach house. I'm sure my children think all fathers are comedians. I'm going somewhere. What I say in secret is what I'm saying in the open. But you know some people, what they teach in secret? You can't hear it. So my friend belongs to this church. One of our senior brothers. And they told them in secret that if your wife is called to Abakliki and you are called to Bujumbura, you can divorce to answer the call of God for your life. Huh? Another one said, if for any reason your wife is traumatized and two of you cannot have physical relations again, it's better to just divorce. Just to sleep with a woman, divorce. People decrease, though. Is it possible you mentioned that? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes in life, you now say, no, I don't agree, I don't agree. God will now put you through difficult times, deliberately, to see whether you really don't agree. Beloved, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials. I've heard this joke from two different ministers. Say, a man was asked, ah, you've been married, one old man, you've been married for maybe like 70 years. Say, yes. Yeah, you never consider divorcing your wife. He said, no. How can I do such a thing? He said, divorce never, but murder often. <laughs> there are times I've wanted to give this man. Now, it's a joke, but they had rough patches. But he said, no. Now, this is where I'm going with all of that. Then God looked and said, oh, you are really serious. Therefore, he grants them the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. So sometimes, <laughs> a road will be bad, and it's your road. That this is your road for mission. You sit down there, God says, I could repair this road for your country. But let me see what people will do. As each one of you are packing and going away because the road is bad, the road will get worse. But there are times you look and say, road, if you like bad, we will drive on you. When the car comes packs again, we will go and revive the use of donkey and horses. But where the Lord said we should go, we shall go. Then when the Lord sees that kind of determination, one day you wake up, phew, the road is smooth. They tell the road, God save you. We're going to pass you like that. You are happy for the road, not even for yourself, say you. There is no way you will stop me from going to where I'm going. Sometimes that's the way life is. God has called all of us to be redeemers of the land. Not runners. 
redeemers. They are trying to look and say, what is it? Do you know what happened in Israel? Israel had, David had them strong men. Hmm? Those strong men, you know one reason, you know one reason David conquered everywhere? There are many reasons. There's a spiritual side, but the physical side that they put back into the realm of the spirit was this. Land that had ordinary beans. Be- you know what beans? Beans. This one you eat, rice and beans. You know? You are looking at you don't know what beans is. The one they used to make Akara. David and his men will stand to defend it. These men will stand to defend the land because there's beans on it. Because these boys are wicked. He gave them the land. I'm not talking about against two people. David and one man will stand. And the land, they will fight morning till evening. By the time they are done, they are faced 300 soldiers defending a plot of beans. Says our land. We're not giving it up. We won't say there's nothing inside, just beans there. Say no, it's our own. They stood there and said, No. They ah, I don't because of time, I don't want to. I will have opened it for us to read together. First Chronicles chapter eleven. That is where those people are. They will stand and defend a land that has beans inside it. Okay. It's verse um, verse twelve. First Chronicles chapter eleven. If you read verse twelve, he said, "This Bible uses the word barley, but let's just let, let, let's take it." You know, he said, "After him was Eleazar the son of Dodo the Ahuite, who was one of the three mighty men. He was with David at at Pasdanim." When the Philistines were gathered together there to battle, and there was a plot full of plot, plot of ground full of barley. Some Bible use the word lentils. You understand? And the people fled before the Philistines. They took their stand in the midst of the plot and defended it, and struck down the Philistines. And the Lord saved them by great victory. Did you notice that? If you read, I think that's the First Chronicles chapter eleven. But if you read on that portion, he tells you that some Bible use the word lentils. There was no human being. Everybody said, no, this is our, this is our beans. You are not collecting it. And the Lord gave them victory. Sometimes when you say land that is rough, what you are just saying is that when you say everything is rough, that roughness is to say whether you will run away from it. There are times you will stand there. I remember when I first came to Enugu that time. Oh, God, they were armed robbers. Everywhere. People were afraid. Then you couldn't buy full at night. I don't know how many people remember. 6.30, every filling station will have closed. Then one day I bought a car. They said, I'm robbers, like this car. I said, me too, I like it. I said, that's now two of us. Am I going to go? I said, no. God sent me here. He didn't send you here. And we kept, that, that was my prayer. I said, the Lord sent me here. He didn't send the armed robbers. I am more, listen, there's, nothing, there's no humility in this one. You are a son of darkness. I'm a son of light. I am superior to you. Humility is not really some, some angles. Jesus came and said, I'm the light of the world. He didn't say, let me be humble. I'm somebody in the world. I am the light of the world. <laughs> I used to say, let's not joke about it. I am more important than you. You are a jaguda. I'm a minister of the gospel. You will die, I will live. There's no humility in it. Though. You know, we're all children of God. Who lied to you? We're not all children of God. To them that received him. 
Why are you telling me that we are children of God? Who, who, who is children of God? Only those who received him, he gave them the power to become children of God. If you are an armed robber, you are not a son of God. You are a son of the devil and you will die and go to hell unless you repent. Let's stay straight. And let me let you know something. God will kill 1,000 and one of you before he lets my finger get injured. So that, that's how I used to preach. I will declare. You know what happened? They all died. <laughs> you know what? You are still alive. I am still alive. All bandits that won't repent will also die. It's not wickedness. Though. It's just a normal course of events. I'm not praying a bad prayer. I'm saying... If you throw a stone up, it will fall down. Is, it, is, is, it, is that punishment? Is it wickedness? There is a way of peace. He said, the way of peace they do not know. There's a way that leads to death. If you, you've chosen the way that leads to death, let me announce it to you. Every bandit that will not repent before this year is over will die. Every kidnapper that will not repent before this year is over, you will die. A lot of you will be killed by police and such agencies. Many of you, nothing. Just be going on the road. Go, an angel will just strike you. You will just die. And every house you built will come down. Many of them will be brought down by the government. Many, no government. A mysterious fire will just catch and burn even the concrete pillars. People will be wondering, ah, not be concrete. They take do this pillar. It will crumble. The iron rods will melt and fall. Because the judgment of God would have risen against that building. The seed is what? We keep planting it. We keep planting it. It might take years. But guess what? It will germinate. It will grow. It will mature. And it will bear fruit. Let me pray for you. You will eat the good of the land. You will eat the good of the land. The fruit of that tree, you will eat of it. You will eat the fruit of peace. You will eat the fruit of righteousness. You will prosper. Now, there's a kind of prosperity God will give you. You will get to a point, it will be a prayer point to work for you. I don't get my point. People will be so, you know those kind of things we're talking about? They will be so in it to work for you. You will prosper so much, you will make other people prosper. You will be blessed, you will be a blessing. The seed that you are sowing today, the Bible says that the husbandman that labors must be first partaker of the fruit. You will eat of that fruit in the name of Jesus. See, this this country, if you wanted to scatter and be destroyed, it has been because of you, the next two generations, that one has been suspended. Did you hear what I said? If they say, listen, because you stood on it. Oh, later on, God helping us, we'll talk about the power over poverty. You will sow your seed in the land. That, that seed, you no, know, as you plant your seed in the land, I'm talking now about physical seed, financial seed, as you invest in the land, for your sake, God will stabilize the currency. Amen. For your sake, God will change the laws. Amen. For your sake, God will reorganize the judiciary. Amen. For your sake, God will restructure the police. Amen. For your sake, God will cause the land to prosper. Why? Because the husbandman that labors must be a first partaker of the fruit. The seed you are sowing, the word of God you are sowing into the land today, 
it will germinate, it will grow, it will mature, it will bear fruit, and you will eat of that fruit. Listen, you will eat it in peace. You will eat it in tranquility. You will eat it in prosperity. You will eat it in health. Your children will eat out of what you have eaten. And it will yield for them directly also. Ah, I said to you, you will be fruitful in this land. There's a prayer I prayed long ago. Nobody, listen to what I'm saying. Nobody will ever open his mouth or her mouth and say, I warned you. Father, you will never let that happen. In the name of Jesus Christ. It, you will never have regrets. No, 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 no. You will make your decisions according to the, what, what the Spirit of God is saying to you. And you will never regret it. If you live in, an, in, in a neighborhood that they say is violent, I speak to violence. Depart from there. Any door of violence that will not leave, I command you to disappear yourself. Your violence will hit you first. Every worker of iniquity that says you will not prosper, that says your neighborhood will not be at peace, his iniquity will come upon him first. In the name of Jesus Christ. But you, it will be well with you. In peace, you will lie down and sleep. The Lord will make you dwell in safety. Your children will be protected of the Lord. They will be taught of the Lord. Great will be their peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. I say it again. The seed that you are sowing now will germinate. It will flourish. It will mature. It will bear fruit. And you will eat of that fruit. In the name of Jesus Christ. The glory of God will be seen upon you. I feel I should say this. There are people listening to me today and in this hall, that is these two halls here, and maybe logged in from different places. Over the next 10 years, you will prosper beyond your imagination. Financially, you will prosper beyond your imagination. Today is the first, is it first or second Tuesday in August? First Tuesday, 2020. I'm saying this so that you will remember the day. Over the next 10 years, you will prosper beyond your imagination. Now, because I have said it now, you want to start imagining. (laughs) But what God will do will still beat your imagination. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said, the eye of the Lord runs to and fro the whole earth. Why? That he might show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfectly his. That you have given your heart wholly to the Lord. He will reveal his mighty strength in your life. He will confound every negative tongue that has spoken against you. Because of you, people will know who God really is. Let's just give a lot of thanks. Take a minute and thank God. Take a minute and give the Lord thanks. Take a minute and give the Lord thanks. Give the Lord thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Take some time and just bless the name of the Lord with thanksgiving. Express yourself in thanksgiving. How grateful you are. Speak words of thanksgiving. Lord, we are grateful. 
Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. All we can say is thank you. Let him hear your voice of thanksgiving. Let it come from your heart. Say, Lord, we are grateful. He's listening to you. His ears are wide open to your, to your, word, to your voice. He's listening to you. Lord, we thank you. Our eyes will see. Our ears will hear. We will eat of the good of the land. Our eyes will see and we will taste of the good of this land. Bless his name. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for these prophetic words. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We give you thanks, Lord, for these words, Lord, that you have, Lord, sowed into our lives. Our eyes will see. Our eyes will see. Our mouth will taste. With our hands we will handle. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We thank you because we look forward to today and we'll say indeed you said it. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for healings also. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that person that you healed. Thank you, Lord, for that uh, eyes that was opened. When I mean eyes now, you saw something clearly of what you know you've been praying about. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for direction. We thank you, Lord, for understanding. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. If you're excited, then shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Shall we rise as we just take the benediction? And let's just say to him again, Lord, we thank you. Say to him, say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All we can just say at this point in time, because our heart is full of rejoicing, is thank you. Blessed be God forever. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship as we go. One, two, three, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out of under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and we walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is a season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. So give that last line to your neighbor. Say, this is your season. Season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation. Say to one more.